This week our Christ the King campus has been bursting with energy and life as we have had Vacation Bible School. And it is always so much fun to see these kids coming in, learning about Jesus and his love for us, singing songs of faith, doing all kinds of actions, and to just see the joy on their faces, to see the the enthusiasm to see their faces light up when they make a connection, when they figure something out, when they're able to answer a question about these things that Jesus teaches us and wants us to think more deeply about. These parables that Jesus tells us, not to just give us the easy answers, but to do some some soul searching and some reflecting and to take a good hard look at how it is that we are living ourselves. There's so many we so many moments throughout the week of VBS that I am just so incredibly thankful as I look out and see all the kids who are there, as I look out and see all these high schoolers and college age kids who keep coming back year after year to be crew leaders, to help lead, because it has been such a part of their lives growing up. It has so shaped who they are. And as they think about all of the adults who led it when they were younger, those people are examples of love and faith in their eyes. And so now they can be that for the kids right now. And obviously there are so many adults who make it all happen, who come day after day, who give whatever hour or day or week that they can to be a part of it. And it is an all hands on deck for our staff too. And I'm so very thankful for Michelle Abrahamian and Melanie Rooney who put in so many hours, who put in so much work to make it all happen this year. It is a lot of work, but at the same time, it's one of those things that we do as a church together that so clearly is the reason why we do what we do, to help nurture the seeds of faith in others. And while we might think that it's all about kids and helping them to learn and grow in their love for God and their awareness of God's love in their lives, it's also good for our spirits too. It's good knowing that it happens, knowing that we're a church that is a part of a ministry like this. Throughout the week, there's so much that we do. We sing songs together. We learn, learn about our partners. This year, it was the Waukesha Food Pantry and Hebron House, who also um, supports people in their living. And a part of that is the meals that um, we're able to share with them. And um, Serenity Inns, too. Meals that we, we often make and share with them, but can eat with them too around the table. And it was good for our kids to, to spend some time thinking about the food that we eat and how we have access to it. And to hear that sometimes that's not always the case for others. It's not always so easy. And how it is that we can share what we have so that hopefully there's a day that no one 
has to go hungry anymore. The kids shared a generous amount of dollars and food from their houses to support the Waksha Food Pantry. And in addition to all of that, of course, Bible stories were a part of it. So I got to help out in the Bible site along with Becky for the littles. Pastor Muriel was um, meeting with our older kids. And so with the littles, we kind of go wherever they are at. And one of the stories that we had this week was the parable of the sower. Kind of a pretty meaty weighty story for us as adults. But as kids, we talked about how this farmer sows seeds everywhere, everywhere that they go. And some of those seeds fall along the path and they get eaten up by the birds. And then some fall along the rocks, but when the sun comes out, there's not really any room for those flower, those plants to grow. And some fall along uh, a, an area where there's so many like weeds and thorns and it chokes those plants out. But some of the seeds fall into good soil. And so I asked the kids, well, you've all had your soil for breakfast this morning, right? And they were like, no, that's gross, ew. But how is it? That we can be planted in good soil. What does that even mean? You know, this is a peace lily. It's a beautiful plant, has this nice, beautiful flower. Sometimes people might receive it at a funeral after a loss of a loved one. And you know that loss is always real, including here in our church family as we give thanks for the lives of two of our faithful members. Two people who also loved kids as a part of their life. And as hard as it was to have um, so much laughter and excitement and joy happening this week, it was also pretty fitting because those two people would also have delighted in knowing that the church that they so loved was filled with kids and filled with life. Now, I'm not such a great gardener or even caretaker of plants. And so sometimes when I forget to water this lily, I'll come home and all of the leaves will just be like drooping over like, ugh. And I will have think to myself, oh no, it's doomed. There's no way it's going to be able to come back again. But with a little bit of water, it's kind of amazing. All of a sudden, the leaves will start to perk up and it'll stand up nice and tall. It's kind of amazing what a little bit of water does. A little bit of movement to make sure that every now and then it gets good light from the sun. and. It's amazing what having it in a place where there's good airflow and it's not forgotten about on some shelf or in some dark corner of the room. It's amazing how fast and how easy it is to grow. Well, it is a good thing to give some care and attention to the seeds around us in life, both the ones in our pots and the ones within our hearts as well. 
But in our story today, we hear about this man who has these demons within him. Now, it's kind of a wild, crazy, strange story. And you might think to yourself, that is from a much, much different time. Doesn't relate to our lives at all. But if you ask yourself, when have been the times in your life when you have been cut off? When you have felt alone or isolated from the people around you? And I'd be willing to guess that at those times in your life, whatever it was that you were dealing with or going through, there were demons around you and within you. There were demons that were so many and had such a loud voice and that had so much power and sought to take even more power over you. Maybe it was something in your life that was a news of an illness or a disease that made you not feel so good at times, that made you not always be able to be with others. Maybe that even made others a little afraid of you. Could they catch it? What would they say to you? Did it change your appearance somehow? Did it change your mood and your energy level? Maybe they didn't quite know what to say or how to be around you and you kind of felt pushed aside. Maybe it was something within you that you couldn't quite help, but all of the things that you started to worry about and the things that you feared just began to take on a life of their own so that all you could see and all that you could talk about were all of the things that maybe could happen, the what ifs. And suddenly the people closest to you were less willing to be even be around you because you were always so focused on the things that none of us can change anyways. There are all kinds of demons in our lives, whether we recognize them or not. But what's kind of amazing about this story is that when Jesus meets this man right where he is, in this place among the tombs, he immediately recognizes those demons and he names them. He names them. And in so doing, takes back power. Takes back power over them so that they can have so much power within the life of this man. And then what's kind of also amazing there is that then the demons start to beg Jesus, wait, wait, don't send us back into the abyss. Drive us off that cliff in the herd of swine, in the herd of pigs. And you might kind of think to yourself, what? What is that even about? What is going on there? And it's almost as if these demons don't want to go back into the abyss to keep on doing what they are supposed to do to keep on trying to take control over people and over their lives. It's almost as if they want to be done from that role. And by being hurled over the cliff, their work is done. And they too can be free 
like the man could be free having, having them out of his body. But it comes at a cost. It comes at a cost to all of those people who own those pigs, who care for those pigs, who have that as their livelihood and their work. But maybe that's how it is in our lives too. When we are about trying to cast the demons from within ourselves, from naming the demons and the people around us in gentle, loving ways, it costs something of us too. It means that we have to be, be there. We have to be engaged, interested. We have to be willing to do that hard work. We have to be willing to give something of ourselves in order to bring healing and freedom and life to the people around us and to ourselves too. As we talked with our kids about how it is that we can nurture this little seed that has been planted in us, we talked about how maybe Jesus in that parable of the sower was talking about how the seed is kind of like Jesus's word. It's kind of like everything that he has taught us about how to love God and love each other. And if that is what is planted within us, then how is it that we can be a part of making sure that we don't forget about that seed of faith, but that we water it and we let it have some sun and some light so that it can grow strong and that we move it around from time to time and we don't just put it on a shelf in the corner of our room somewhere but it's in the center of our lives so that it can be what we focus on what we spend our time on so that it can be the center of our days This is what it means to be nurturers of growing the seed within us and not giving attention to growing the demons within us. But sometimes when you think about it, it's so much easier to give time and attention and thought to the demons within us the things that we can't control, the things that so quickly take power over us in the unhealthiest ways that, that don't give us life. So this day, maybe you can spend some time thinking about all it is that God has done for you. For every way that you have been fed and connected and loved and that every way you have been given life. Go tell that story wherever you can as we give thanks to God. Amen.